0: Are you waking up every day feeling like you're barely keeping your head above water? Do you, like so many incredible women, do you find yourself in a constant juggling act? You're managing work, family, personal commitments, and the whole time you're silently or maybe out loud battling the challenges that come with Hashimoto's? And you know the struggle all too well. The exhaustion seems insurmountable. It's a foggy haze that clouds like your mental clarity. Um, Mood swings can disrupt your daily interactions. And of course, there's the frustration if your metabolism is at a standstill. And then there's time or rather the lack of time. And that just makes everything feel bigger. In the midst of all of this chaos, you yearn for simple and sustainable strategies that seamlessly fit into your daily routine. You're not looking for complexity. You don't want a huge regimen. You want a straightforward solution that empowers you to take charge of your health Without adding another layer of stress. And that is what I give you on the Health with Hashimoto's podcast. Welcome to the podcast. I am Esther. I am an RN and I get it. I am in the trenches. I've got two kids who are homeschooled, two kids who go to school in town. Um, actually, after drive them into school. So there's like that transportation. We've got sports, we've got church. Um, My husband and I share quite a bit of stuff, which I am so grateful for, but it's still juggling all of the things and the chickens. And one of the roosters has been crowing like right outside my window. So you might hear one of them. I think we have like nine roosters right now. You might hear him throughout the episode, but I think he moved away right now. Anyway, Welcome to the podcast. So Hashimoto's, it is a puzzle. And the holistic Hashimoto's course is the missing piece that you have been looking for. And the course, it is not a typical, like, here's a bunch of facts deal. No, this is your personal roadmap to kick fatigue, brain fog, mood swings, and all of that Hashimoto's junk to the curb. The Holistic Hashimoto's course doesn't make you rearrange your whole life. Nope. It fits into your hustle seamlessly. It's not a bunch of theories. It's practical, doable strategies so that you can regain your energy and your mental clarity. No fluff. Just the real deal. Enrolling, of course, it's not signing up for extra stress. I never want to give you extra stress. Enrolling is a game changer for your wellness. And it's not about ticking off another to-do thing on your checklist. This is an investment in you. This course is your shortcut to clarity, to support, and to finally saying goodbye to the daily grind of Hashimoto's challenges. So right now in December, 2023, I am offering a massive sale so that you can get the holistic Hashimoto's course for less than a hundred dollars. Finish your year well and start off the new year strong by enrolling today. And now let's finish our podcast time together with a simple and yet profound solution that holds a key to your stress. I'm going to give you this subtle yet powerful technique. It taps into the intricate connection between your body and mind. It's something small, it's significant, it's usually overlooked, and it is the position of your tongue. Yep, you heard that right. Your tongue is often an overlooked player in the symphony of health. It has the potential to change your health. I was first alerted to this um, when one of my friends, maybe a year ago, two years ago, as an adult, she had her tongue tie clipped. And when I hear about tongue ties, usually it's with babies and they get it clipped because usually it's a feeding problem. Well, my friend was an adult. Obviously she did not have any feeding problems, but when she got her tongue tie clipped, it changed so much, including her migraines, her pain, her emotions. Another of my friends, he got his clipped and his posture changed. He always walked, um, like hunched over and getting his tongue tie clipped changed his posture. Of course, that's not why he went in for it. There's other reasons that he had his done, but that was one of the things. Your tongue is related to so many things in your body and we don't think about it. We're not taught that in conventional Western medical school. I was never taught that as a nurse. I had to learn it (laughs) through Instagram. (laughs) That's crazy, right? I learned it from friends and then I did go to the research to see if it was legit. So the position of your tongue in your mouth, it can activate your sympathetic stress response. That's your fight and flight. Or it can activate your parasympathetic system. That's the rest and digest. When you're in rest and digest, it allows your body to prioritize healing. You cannot heal when you are in the stress response, when you are in that sympathetic state. You have to be in the parasympathetic stress state or parasympathetic nervous system state. And that is why we prioritize reducing stress. It is one of the reasons that I talk about stress so often because it's one of the biggest triggers and root causes for Hashimoto's. So we want to shift into the parasympathetic mode as much as we can. And this thing, it starts out with a simple and conscious adjustment, and that is placing your tongue in a specific position. Does this sound crazy? Yes. Yes, it does. (laughs) At least I thought so. Does it sound more magical woo than scientific and physiology based? Again, yes, but this is actually grounded in science and your physiology. So I discovered this by accident and then I was curious. So I went looking for the reasons of why it worked. Here's what happened. One of my boys, he's a very loud breather, very loud. Over the past couple years, I've been learning more about the importance of breathing through your nose instead of your mouth. And so I've been telling him or asking him to breathe better, like breathe through your nose, close your mouth, close your mouth, close your mouth, breathe through your nose, (laughs) like all the time, but it's not helping. And then I started to realize that his mouth breathing and his loud breathing, it might be rooted in the strength and in the position of his tongue. So the other day I called my son over to my computer and I played a couple of tongue position and strengthening videos for him. And he's a teenager. I'm not going to like make him do something that I'm not going to do with him. So I joined him in the exercises. It was so enlightening. I thought it was going to be all about him, but instead I discovered that my tongue also needed some help. So I'll explain the exercises in a moment, but first let me tell you about the roof of your mouth and how it relates to stress. So feel the top of your mouth right now. In the front you have your teeth, right? Just behind your teeth is a rather rigid portion that's called the hard palate. And then you have a drop off or a drop up, whatever you want to call it. And then that's where your roof of your mouth goes up and it's softer. That's your soft palate. Well, your tongue is designed to rest within the soft palate. In fact, if you think about it and if you feel it, the soft palate is actually shaped in the way that your tongue will fit there. For most people, if you have the MTHFR uh, genetic mutation, your mouth can be a little narrower. That's one of the effects of that mutation. Um, And there's other reasons for having too narrow of a mouth. But for most people, your tongue will fit into the soft palate. It might not be comfortable right away because you're not used to it, but that's where your tongue should rest. So where does your tongue rest? I had never really thought about it before. In the video that we watched, they said that your tongue should be up against the soft palate. And the rest of the day, I was consciously noticing where my tongue was hanging out. And it was at the the tip was at the like right behind my teeth. It was on my hard palate. Every time I noticed this, I moved my tongue back to the soft palate position. And it was weird. It felt very weird. But I'm typically like a perfectionist, almost not always rule follower, I want to know why things are the way that they are, and then I'll follow the rule, right? So I wanted to do this right, quote, right, So I persisted in moving my tongue back. And also I had to relax my jaw because moving my tongue, it took a lot of work actually to get it in the exact right spot. And I noticed that every time I did that, I would clench my jaw as I was trying to get it fixed. So I would move my tongue, relax my jaw and then move on. And sometimes it wasn't even more than two minutes when I realized, oh, my tongue is up front near my teeth again. And then I would move it back. So what happened next just blew my mind. I've been working on my heart rate variability or my HRV since I bought my aura ring about a year and a half ago. Now your HRV is a measurement of how your body is handling stress. We've talked about it before on the podcast. And as hard as I've worked, I've had a very difficult time improving this metric. I am typically in the high teens or the mid twenties. Occasionally I hit the thirties and I'm super happy. Those are low numbers for my age. I am in my 40s. I am a female. You can look up a chart, and there's really not like one specific number that you should be. It's a range, but I am very low for my gender and my age. So, and what this tells me is that my body is in a stress response or it's not handling stress very well. So, the day and two and three after I started moving my tongue, guess what happened? My HRV dramatically went up. I had two days in the 30s and one day I hit 42. I have never hit 42. I've never hit 40 in the entire time I've had my aura ring. I've never hit 40, much less 42. So of course I was curious. I mean, I've been checking my HRV every single day for a year and a half. What happened that made it jump to 42? The only thing I could connect it to, the only change was my tongue positioning. So I started looking at the peer-reviewed research and this is what I found out. One study found that placing the tongue on the hard palate, that's the part in front, it results in a significant reduction in the HRV, and that is what I had been having for a year and a half. I typically kept my tongue at the front of my mouth at the hard palate, and my HRV was reduced at least compared to what I expected when I compared myself to other people of my approximate age and my gender. Another study say stated that if the tongue is positioned on the hard palate, your, your sympathetic system, that's the fight and flight, is activated. But if you position your tongue against the soft palate, that's the part in the back, your parasympathetic response will kick in. That's the rest and digest. And I want to note here that your tongue placement, it doesn't seem to override the other things that you can do to activate your parasympathetic nervous response. Um, We have talked about other things on the podcast, you know, diaphragmatic breathing. I talk about that a lot because it's something easy that you can do. And there are other things that you can do to activate that as well. Well, but the position of your tongue seems to play a role in just your unconscious habits of activating your stress response. So was I stressed when my tongue was at the front of my mouth? No. But did my body interpret that as stress? It did. So now I am working on moving my tongue to the back of my mouth. I promised you some exercises that you can do with your tongue and some like things ways that you can check to see if it's strong and i have two videos linked down in the show notes so that you can watch them on youtube Um, one of them starts out with you pushing your tongue out and forward as much as possible while you are seated with good posture. So you're sitting straight up, your head is in line with your shoulders, your neck is straight, um, and you stick out your tongue and you breathe through your nose for five breaths. I could do that. Okay. And then was the next part where you look straight up. So your head is tipped way back and you put your tongue straight up. So it's still, you know, coming straight out your mouth, but now your head is pointing up that one felt really weird. Like I could feel it pulling on different things in my body. Now your tongue is, it's connected to the fascia in your body. The fascia is something that we don't study very much because it's, it's really hard to find, but it's like the connecting tissue over all of your muscles. And of course you've heard that your tongue is one of the strongest muscles in your body, right? Well, that's what they say at least, and your fascia of your tongue is related to everything. That's probably why the position of your tongue can play a role in things like your posture. It can play a role in your lower limb strength. Your tongue impacts so many things. So the first exercise was point your tongue straight out and breathe five times through your nose. And then you're going to look straight up and do the same thing. It was hard to breathe through my nose for five breaths when I was looking straight up. Then the next thing is take a spoon or, you know, a popsicle stick or something and put your tongue straight out and push against it with a spoon so that your tongue has some resistance. And then you're going to put your tongue, stick out your tongue and kind of push up. So your spoon or your popsicle stick or whatever is pushing down on your tongue and your tongue is pushing up. And then you're going to, of course, reverse it and you're going to put the spoon or the popsicle stick under your tongue and you're going to push down. Then you do the same thing to the right and the left. You can also do this one inside of your mouth. So you can do it um, with just your fingers on your cheek. We do it on the drive to school when I'm taking my kids to school. So put your tongue on one of your cheeks and push out and then use your hand and push in. What happens when you do that? Like, I hope that you're doing that along with me. Even if you're driving, you can push on your tongue, um, you know, through your cheeks. so You're not getting all slobbery and so that you don't have to worry about washing your hands. Is one side weaker than the other? It was for me, and it was fascinating. Like, why is one side weaker? I don't know. I really don't know. But that's one thing that I'm working on now. So, every day on the drive to school, we do our tongue exercises. I obviously do not put my head straight up and put my tongue out because then I could not watch the road. Safety first, right? (laughs) We don't want to get into a car accident because we're doing our tongue exercises. But you can, you know, poke your tongue out through your cheek or at your cheek. You know what I'm talking about. How would you say that nicely? I don't know. You're gonna poke your tongue through your cheek and then push it with your finger on both sides. This is strengthening your tongue. You can also move it around and around and around on the outside of your teeth under your lips so you're still keeping your tongue in your mouth and you go around in circles five ten times and then you go the other direction five or ten times all of these things are working to strengthen your tongue and there's probably more things that you can do as well i figured with those couple videos and those different exercises we had enough so now my son and i were both working on our tongue strengthening Eventually, I hope to get him to be breathing with his mouth closed at night. Do you know how you breathe at night? I do have mouth tape. I don't know if you've ever heard of mouth taping. It's if you don't want to use regular tape, which you can, you can get special tape, and mine is in a little X shape, and you put it over your mouth. And then you go to bed. Um, When I did that, I found that I naturally sleep with my mouth closed. So I did not have to tape it. My son does not sleep. I have four sons. I'm talking about one specifically. He does not sleep with his mouth closed, but he's a teenager and he's not going to do the mouth tape I've offered. I've educated and it's a no. So hopefully with this tongue strengthening exercises, then he will eventually... Um, just transition on his own to breathing through his nose more often especially at night there's not a ton of studies on nose breathing versus mouth breathing at night especially mouth taping but the um, what we know so far a lot of it is anecdotal and it does point to better sleep quality obviously if you have some obstruction like you can't breathe through your nose you're not going to sleep better if you tape your mouth shut Um, so please do it safely people who can breathe through their nose do report like better sleep quality. And of course, when you're sleeping better, your body has more time to heal because that is when your body does the bulk of the healing. So we always want to get as good sleep as we possibly can. So mouth taping might be a good answer for you for a while. Um, they say, you know, the the infamous they, they say that once you improve the strength of your tongue, you won't need to tape your mouth shut because things will work a little better and you can naturally breathe through your nose instead of your mouth while you're sleeping. And we want to prioritize everything that we can do um, for better health, especially the easy things. And figuring out where your tongue is and repositioning it that's fairly simple like you don't have to you can do it anywhere you can do it anytime um you don't have to do a ton of stuff you just have to notice where your tongue is and shift it back i know that your days are busy i know that you're juggling so many things that you feel overwhelmed tired exhausted like you just like i said at the beginning you're trying to hold your head above water and the gentle repositioning of your tongue I hope that that is just a small key to reclaiming your energy. Sometimes those keys lie in the smallest and most unexpected places, like repositioning your tongue. This podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Please be sure to discuss any concerns and plans with your trusted healthcare professional.